Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Oh, it's uh, it's pretty damn cold out there this morning. Frost? Did you see Frost, too? I saw Frost, and it's... I didn't have my Alec Mendetusa ice scraper in my car to get rid of it. Oh, man. I had to do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, it's going to be sunny with a high of 55 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 56. It's a it's a balmy 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, no, it's cold. And uh, thankfully, it'll warm up a little bit and be sunny. But right now, you got to get up early. Get your Alameda Tusa ice scraper out because uh, you may need it. Um, what does that word balmy mean? I never even knew what that means. I just said it because I heard a weatherman say it once. I honestly don't even know what balmy means. Yeah. Well, if only we had access to a weather guy who but, could tell us what balmy's all about. But didn't it sound like I knew what I was talking about? Steve, that's called the Bax and Nagel show. Yeah, yeah. We just uh, we just gotta pretend to uh, pretend we're something we're not. No idea what the hell we're talking about. It's five thirty six with Bax and Nagel and Rock One O Two. Rock one oh two Springfield's classic rock. It's five fifty one and Fleetwood Mac. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 56. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. And it's over here. There you go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Tom Felton says that during the filming of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, so one scene kept being disrupted by a baboon who couldn't keep his hands off himself. Not surprisingly, the kids had trouble ignoring it. A baboon? A baboon. A baboon? A bab... I say baboon. Yeah. Rather than a baboon, you're thinking of Babar, baboon, the uh, the friendly elephant with no, the pants. No, 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 no. That was a that was an old HBO thing. Babar, Babar, wasn't that an HBO show? No, it was a kids uh, cartoon. Right, but I believe it was shown on HBO. Oh, it was shown all over the world, Steve. But yes. that's uh, that's a friendly elephant with uh, tusks and pants. Um, I never heard of Harry Potter and the self pleasuring baboon. I think, give that, you a, I think that was the sequel that was never actually put together. That'll give you Hogwarts. Huh? You see what I did there? I see what you did uh-huh. there, yes. The uh, Charlie Brown Halloween Thanksgiving and Christmas specials will be exclusive to Apple TV again this year, but there will be a brief window where non-subscribers can stream them for free. Oh, thanks for the Christmas gift. It's probably like, uh, yes, you can. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. We're going to make this available to everybody. If you're awake between uh, 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. on October 29th, you'll be able to get it. If your children are up well past their bedtime, Mm. this is the plan for you. The uh, mother of George Floyd's daughter is suing Kanye West on her behalf for $250 million. He must have had something to say. Well, not yet. But uh, among among Kanye's other ridiculous statements, he's been claiming uh, Floyd was killed by fentanyl, not police brutality. Mm-hmm. He really needs to not talk. He really needs one of those crisis managers. You know, like one of those uh, PR people that step in in a crisis and try to, you know, pacify everybody yeah, to make you look less crazy? He's his own crisis manager. No, he's his more crisis creator. 
Well, he's uh, he's a smart guy. Not knows a, what he's doing. No, I don't think he does. And I'm having my doubts about how smart he is. Well, I mean, you know, he can be. You can be smart in certain aspects and areas of your life. He's a successful music artist. He he he. You know, has sold millions of copies of his uh, his albums. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't take that away from him. It's when he opens his mouth to speak in public is the problem. And not set it to music. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least you, if you put that in a song, everybody would be like, "Okay, well, that's your just that's your artistry." Uh, Actually, I, I don't think in this case it would. Out. You don't think so? I don't think that thing about the Jews would go over very well in a song, or the thing about George Floyd, either. or the thing about George Floyd. He's trying to buy like a social media, like a conservative social media uh, platform. Uh, apparently, he did it. Oh, he did. He, I believe, he bought Parler, and uh, now he can let the craziness fly. You know, with all the problems that play, why would you buy something so defunct? <laughs> it would be like him going in and yeah. swooping up all that AOL stock. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, you could invest all your money into Twitter or one of these other successful ones. Uh, but no, I'll take the Yugo. I'll uh, I'll be posting about it on MySpace mm. page. Oh, yeah, the MySpace. I wonder who bought that one. Yeah, but not so much. Meghan Markle says she quit her job as a briefcase girl on Deal or No Deal back in the day because she didn't like how she and the other woman were objectified. Quote, I didn't like feeling forced to be all looks and little substance. Mm. That's why you joined the royal family? Yeah, I know. And then got thrown out of it? Well, actually, she kind of left the royal family. That's debatable, Bax. I mean, uh, come on. I'm pretty told. I'm pretty sure they held the door open for her on the way out. You know, that the Queen's dead. Do you think they're uh, gonna go up to Charles and be like, uh, "What do you think? Can we move back in here?" I think he's already said no. I do. Not unless you mow my lawn. I don't think so. Yeah, you mow the lawn. You're gonna be the. <laughs> you, you, yeah. What do they call it? The topiary garden. You're gonna be the guy <laughs> shaping the topiary garden. And then he he like creates a big penis in the middle yeah. of the topiary. Garden. Charles sits in the back in the backyard yelling at Harry. Hey, you missed a spot. Ah. Why can't you be more like your brother? Uh, Matt Smith's House of the Dragon character, Damon Terrigan, is getting a lot of romantic attention from fans, even though his morals are a little sketchy. And one of the producers thinks that might not last because, quote, we do, we will see a different side of him. I have never watched this. Have you watched? No, this? of course not. Why not? Because i got a million other things that I would much rather do, and a million other things that I'd much rather watch first. Then watch uh, House of the Dragon? Yeah, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Carrie Underwood tried for years to get Axl Rose to sing with her. He finally did at Stagecoach earlier this year, but it was only after she uh, wrote him a personal email. She told him his voice always mesmerized her, and she tried to emulate him while learning how to sing. She hasn't heard him in the last couple of years, has she? I don't think so. Dude, I don't think she's seen him in the last couple of years. Dude can barely carry a tune in a bag. Um, like all these like aging rockers uh, being overweight. My sister said she went and saw Adam Ant recently. Oh, boy. And uh, it's more like Adam can't because he can't get up <laughs> off the stage. He's so big. Like he can't say no to a meal. Yeah, right. He's uh, He does drink and he does smoke and he does all that other stuff. 
Um, it's National New Friends Day. A uh, poll asked people to rank uh, the top country songs about friends. Oh, my God. Friends in Low Places was number one. Could, wow. you, could you imagine that? I it, Never in my wildest dreams would I ever think about this story. Aren't you, aren't you glad I'm doing country music I, news? I, I can only think you'd be the run out of stories. Or you're gearing yourself up for a Kim Kardashian well, story. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gearing myself up for a Kim Kardashian story. All right, well, that's, uh, that's good to know. And then uh, Camilla Cabello, she tried a dating app for 24 hours, but it deleted because she can't trust men's intentions. She uh, said Because who's going to believe it's actually her on a dating site, assuming the dude even knows who the hell she is? Yeah, she said an aspiring singer messaged her, but she felt weird about it because he could be using her. On a dating app? No. Come, come on. on, please. And Kim Kardashian wore a new gown in which uh, she was described as looking hot as fire in. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I put off this much heat was when I gave Ray J an itchy gift of the Vagi in that sex tape <laughs> you can purchase on Uport for $39.95. That's a biblical story. Well, he knew me in the biblical sense. I suppose. And Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with her mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her a case of crotch craters. Little tannin bomb on the bum bum. What are you? What are you? What are you trying to say? Oh, I took some of that gift and I used the vagi sauce for my own spaghetti. There you go. <laughs> and Kanye, you can catch all my new antics on my Paula page. <laughs> I think I'm all set. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I think I'm good. Oh. I'm all good. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash on Rock 102. I Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny and a high of 55 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 56. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Let me ask you a question. Six inches. I was That was going to be my next question. But mm-hmm. my first question was going to be, how long have we had Steve Weissman on this show? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, ten years. Let's ten just years. Let's just say ten years. I'm going to say it's probably even longer than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like like twelve, thirteen years. Anyway, I've known Steve forever. Steve is my attorney. Steve uh, does a lot of stuff for me. You know, whenever I'm uh, feeling particularly litigious, mm-hmm. I immediately call him and uh, and the, and like that. But you would think after all those conversations that we've had with him over the years, mm-hmm. that I would be a little bit more careful and a little bit more. Uh, diligent in looking at all those things that I'm paying for to make sure that I'm not getting ripped off or scammed. Uh-oh, what'd you do? Dude, I got scammed. You got scammed? And I don't know how this thing started. I don't know how it began, but my wife intelligently said not that long ago, hey, you should look at your credit card statement to see if anything's on there that's not, uh, that's not, uh, that's not all up to snuff. Wait a minute. The person that scammed you into, uh, you know, m- getting into that prison called marriage, yeah, uh, is saying that you're being scammed. <laughs> Steve, she did not scam me. That was a volunteer act. That whole thing is a scam. No, it is not. I, it is not. And she, she did not scam me. That was, uh, that was, I, that was a volunteer decision. Nevertheless, I. Uh, yeah, I dragged my heels for a couple of days, but then yesterday I finally did it. Mm-hmm. Went on, uh, went online, looked at my credit card statements for the last twelve months. Well, wouldn't you know? There's been something that has been a reoccurring charge on my credit card statement that I had not noticed before. Uh huh. And as it turns out, this 
organization of scumbags has been charging me nineteen ninety five per month for as far back as twenty twenty. What? Now, exactly. Yeah. Now, it's a uh, allegedly this is an organization that uh, uh, apparently deals with credit scores. Yeah. And uh, it, I have what and how to bring them down to rock bottom. Yeah, how to how numbers? to destroy yeah, them? Yeah, yes, right. exactly. I got a pretty good credit score. I'm not gonna brag, but it's pretty far up there. But I have also never paid to have a credit report. None. Yeah. I've never paid a dollar right. to have to get my free credit report. Well, you live in Massachusetts. You don't have to. It's free for right? every consumer. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this company. And apparently they're called scoresense.com has been charging me without my permission for nearly three years, which winds up being, and I did the math, $718.20 over the course of three years. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I know it's three years is because when I called the credit card company, they only had record of three years of charges. Oh, so it could have been longer than that. could very well have been six years or Um, 10 years for all I know. I have alerts set on my, like when something gets charged to my card, yeah. I set it up so it says every charge, and a text message comes through. It says, you just spent, you know, nineteen ninety five a month on uh, scamcreditscore.com. Right. Like it, it would say what, I, what, if I don't have, if I don't physically swipe the card and I have something that's... Maybe set up every month, or maybe you know something that gets charged every month. It, my phone alerts me that today's the day that they charge you know whatever it is for, you know like Hulu or some you know whatever right. whatever it is. Um, you should really do that. Yeah, no, I'm uh, yeah. I I uh, I am going to do that. I've and uh, <clears throat> after realizing, hey, wait a minute, I've lost a profound amount of money. Uh, you know, seven hundred eighteen bucks. Yeah, uh, I could use that. Uh, that uh, that's money I'm going to miss. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to have to be a little bit more aggressive and not only uh, what's going on my bill, but I think the notifications are a very good idea, yeah. which, you know, and, and uh, the fact that we've had Weissman on for all this time and I didn't listen enough to what he said to actually do the what? things he said listen, to I'm, protect myself. I feel like I'd be, I could kick myself in the pants. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, uh, critical here, but, but you will three be years. Not once did you go back and say, "Huh, what is this 1995 you know, charge for?" No, I mean, I've, I, it's not that I haven't looked at a statement in three years. It just didn't stand out so much that it was like, you know, like in the past, I've had like credit cards uh, used, like in France, because mm-hmm. someone uh, apparently got a hotel room and uh, and hookers mm-hmm. with it, and then a couple of years ago, somebody in Fort Fort Lauderdale. Bought a set of grills, uh, diamond crusted grills Sweet. for their teeth, on a, 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 a stolen credit card number, uh-huh. and those charges were easy to spot. And in fact, the credit card company alerted me and said, "Have you been in Paris? No. Have you been in Florida? No." Well, there are charges that have just but, uh, gone through, and here's what they are. But see, that would have been the time where I would have said, maybe I should go through the rest of this and see if there's anything else on there yeah. that uh, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't recognize. Well, apparently the uh, the fraud division of uh, of my credit card didn't recognize them either, even though they've been pretty good in the past. But this looks like a regular charge. Yeah, a regular monthly charge, no different than say like Hulu, which is on the same card. Yeah, which I also think is kind of a scam. 
But you know, nevertheless, uh, here I am calling the credit card company. They've uh, they've canceled the card. I'm getting a brand new one, which mm. means I got to go in and change all the account numbers uh, that I use that credit card for mm. online, which I will do, you know, happily to protect to, right. to protect myself. But the notifications are a certainty. I'm definitely doing that because uh, from now on. This will not. This will not do. This will not stand. I will not stand to be losing nineteen ninety five a month for something that I did not sign up for. You're like credit woke now. I am. I'm. T- I'm like militant. I want to. I want to get like, like a like a like a sash full of bullets across my chest. Think about that. And have though. that be my new profile picture. As uh, as irresponsible as it was of you to not check your statements every month. To see that there was a 1995 charge that wouldn't be. First of all, I wish I made Baxendale money. Yeah, I wouldn't well, have to worry about looking at my credit card statements. Well, again, um, it, it's uh, it's it's not like 1995 just leaps right out at you. But I'm uh, I'm pretty good with the budget. Like I know how much I spend everywhere I go, and and how much uh, you know I'm accounting for. So. I know that if there was something weird on my credit statement, I would I would notice that. Yeah. Because it, all it is, it takes two minutes to just go look through the thing to make sure that all the charges match up yeah, from uh, all the things uh, that you did. I understand what you're getting at, and I'm not taking any offense to that. But if I'm but, but if I'm not noticing it, how right. many other thousands well, of people that's, are also not looking at it? That's exactly where I was going with that. That you're not the only one. Yeah. And there's and this is how a lot of these companies make a crap ton of money off schmucks like you and uh, everybody else. I mean, know? think about this. Let's say uh, over the course of the last three years, these people have defrauded 5,000 people. Yeah. Uh, that's a $3.5 million. Yeah. And, and you know, that, you know that number is a lot higher than that. Oh, I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. Because, again, most people do not comb their statements right. all that carefully. And that's why these scams can exist. That's what I'm telling you that uh, this will not do, and I will take uh, aggressive measures to make sure this never happens again. When I was uh, put in charge of taking over my mother's finances back when she had a stroke, and then I I had to start doing this thing, we already knew that she was kind of you know l- losing it a little bit with the dementia and all that stuff. Um, there was this charge on her bank statement for like two hundred and twenty five dollars a month. Ouch. And uh, it was like um, you had to, I had to call the number. It, it was an unrecognizable company. Right. I didn't realize recognize where it was from. And it said some kind of U.S. payments or something like that. And I called that number, and all it was was a third-party collector of money for an auto warranty um, scam. So basically, they're just the middle, and, and they're just I a say, collection agency. And I say, well, it's not a collection; it's 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 just like a, a financial exchange. You, you know, they're they're getting money somehow from gotcha. it, probably a percentage wise or whatever. Uh, but this place was using that place as a guise to say, oh, well, it says U.S. trust thing, so I must U.S. trust this, this yeah. charge on the statement. And it turns out she had signed up for some auto warranty. Now, mind you. She had a vehicle that was uh, brand new when she bought it in 2009, and it had like 18,000 miles on it. So 
it just goes to show you, you know, how people can easily get scammed into something they don't even need, right. especially like an elderly elderly person. And then there was this other thing that uh, my one of my sisters had caught. This was way before that. That my mother was getting uh, makeup. She ordered some kind of makeup system. Okay. Well, it was one of these things where you initially you buy, you know, $100 worth of makeup. So she bought this makeup. And then, unless you cancel it, they keep sending you things every month at $90 a shot. Jesus. For this, like, foundation or whatever. Your mom didn't wear that much makeup, did she? No. Yeah. No. And matter of fact, that was like uh, that was like the big find uh, in the house was all that makeup that was never used. You know, we right. ended up you know, repurposing it or whatever. Good, um, good God, man. But, uh, yeah, you really got to be careful and you got to be vigilant. You got to, you know, that's... This is why we have that Weissman on every month. I know. Here, here's the thing. If you, if you go online and you look at that scoresense.org or whatever yeah. the hell it is, <laughs> there's one thing at the top of the page that'll say that it is not a fraud or scam, but the next one after that says, oh, yeah, no, it's definitely a scam. So now you got to check who's saying it's a scam and who's saying it's not a scam. It's like you have to unscam the scammers yeah in order to figure out whether in fact you've been a scam when, but if they're charging you every month and you didn't yeah. agree to that yeah and and that's the thing it's like it's hard to pinpoint where along the line that started and was it something that you might have clicked on when you online ordered something that said you know you're signing up for this as well like, I have no idea because I, I, I all you- I know is I've never <clears throat> ever paid for have to, to run a credit report. You, which, which, which is what this whole thing is about. I would call them and say, "Hey, can I have uh, my uh, thirty-six months of uh, credit reports <laughs> that you were charging me for every month?" Yeah, let's see how far that goes. Absolutely. It's six twenty-four with Bax and Nagel, Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's uh, gonna be sunny today with a high of fifty-five. It is thirty-two right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, tomorrow, big show, Thir- uh, Thunderbird Thursday, but also Scott Zolak. All that coming up in one show today. Yeah, we'll wing it a little bit, but. Tomorrow, that's something to look forward to. We don't wing anything here. We just do. <laughs> There's okay. no winging. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not saying that we're not in, that we're ill prepared. I mean, we. I told you I want to talk about the scam thing. Yeah. Right. And, we, and uh, we're gonna do that unpopular opinion thing. Too. Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot about that. So, oh, see, you didn't even write that down on your list. No, I didn't do that. But oh, yeah, look at you. See, I'm. I, I'm. I, you know, if you listen to what I'm uh, talking about here, I uh, I seem to be a little bit disorganized, whether it's my credit card statement or about what's coming up on the show. You're acting like as if this is something new. <laughs> like yeah, all, I, all of a sudden, today's the day that Bax is unprepared. Well, I things. haven't always peeled the curtain back so everyone right. can know all at once. Well, I'm It's always you know, like the bits and pieces that come out. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. And then tomorrow will be like you said, Scott Zolak and, uh, I'll, I'll make up some crap that I ripped and read off yeah, the right. New York times sports opinion <laughs> and then present it as my own. Cause yeah. I love plagiarism. Yeah. Hey, listen, that's not, that's not anything more than just research. It's just uh, echoing. I call it echoing. Yeah, you're just, not, you're just not citing sources and yeah. why should you? Uh, real quick. I, I, I watched this documentary yesterday on, uh, Hulu. It's uh, Can We Take a Joke? And it has all of these, 
it, it's about like you know the the climate of the culture right now of of people getting offended by things, right? And it's a lot. There's a lot about Lenny Bruce and a lot about you know how he pioneered the fact that the people weren't getting arrested after after he died because of his efforts, you know, to to change that. And uh, Gilbert Gottfried has some really funny lines in the whole thing. He talks about when he got fired from Aflac. And he's like, yeah, they they pooped me out like an like a duck egg, you know, <laughs> after they were done with him. But it, it's a really interesting story about there was that one woman, and I can't remember her name now, but she wrote something on Twitter. She only had like eight Twitter followers, and she wrote something seemingly racist about she was dra- traveling from like London to Africa. It was like a 10-hour flight she was going to be on. Right. Before she gets on the flight, she writes something that's tongue-in-cheek. It was meant to be tongue-in-cheek. And she wrote something like, hey, I'm headed on my way to to Africa. Uh, Hope I don't get AIDS. And she says, just kidding, I'm white. Ooh, yeah, okay. Right. Now, on the surface, that seems to be. But she was, when you really get into the story, she was just this person who was echoing something that she heard didn't preface it with, you know, yeah. I'm making fun of people that are like that. Right. And, and it made s- it seem like she was saying that. And when she got off the plane, it blew up. She was on the plane and she could she didn't have any communication on the plane. So when she got off the plane, she's fired. She's like <laughs> like her company <laughs> 10 hours on this flight and they even had a hashtag of when this woman landed, like hashtag uh, Jana lands or whatever. And it was just like how they ripped this woman apart for this this cancel culture uh, thing, right? But you know, I mean, but there are certain things that can be said online without context, without self editing, that are offensive, even if that's not your intention. You have to sometimes think twice. I, yeah. Do I hit send here? Right. I mean, but- I'm just an everyday. Regular citizen, but what are the ramifications but, of my action here? But, but even the people that stood up for her yeah. were, were were quieted by the the shouting over the "Oh my God, this yeah. woman is so racist," and you just feel bad for her because she really didn't intend to do anything malicious, and she only had eight Twitter followers. But by the time she was done, she had like two million, hmm. you know? Can't imagine what it must be like to be disemboweled on social media for a couple of weeks. I have no idea what that's <laughs> Can't like Can't even imagine. Never, never. It's 631. News is next to Rock 102. Dexter's. 635 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, is, today is Wednesday, right? It's only Wednesday. Ah, well, uh, we're just getting info on an accident that happened on Sunday right here in East Longmeadow. An East Longmeadow man was injured in a motorcycle crash in Stafford on Sunday afternoon. Oh, that's what. 22 had to get WTNH to come all the way up from, from New, New Haven, Haven to, to go to Stafford to cover that story, and that's why we're just hearing about it now. And then they had to go back to New Haven to yeah. write the story at their desk and then send it. Through the mail. Uh, Connecticut State Police said the 70-year-old East Longmeadow man was traveling north on Route 32 in Stafford when he lost control of his 2004 Harley-Davidson motorcycle for an unknown reason. He then traveled off the roadway onto the northbound shoulder and collided with a loose tree log, which ejected him from the bike. The uh, man was taken by helicopter to Bay State Medical Center. 
for his injuries, uh, which Connecticut police described as suspected serious injuries. Got to watch out for them road logs. Those are very dangerous. They are dangerous. The road, uh, did you ever uh, come across a road log? <laughs> I can't say I have, but I've only heard only heard tales. It's a road log. I got road log. <laughs> you don't. You don't want that. And no. you know what? Uh, I hope the guy's okay. I hope the guy's okay, too, but I'm just talking about how you don't want road log. You don't. You got a bad Try person. to avoid the road log as best you can. Uh, police are searching for a suspect after a stolen vehicle that was reported to have several firearms inside was found in Palmer on Tuesday afternoon. According to state police spokesperson David Procopio, around 9.30 a.m., state police were called to an apartment building on Gay Street after Palmer uh, officers located a 2014 black Chevrolet Silverado pickup truck. The truck was reported stolen out of Whittingham, uh, Vermont, overnight around 2.30 a.m. was reported to have multiple firearms, body armor, and armor-piercing ammunition in the vehicle at the time it was stolen. Oh, that's comforting to know that that's out there. That's everyday stuff in Whittingham. <clears throat> Is Whittingham uh, quite the uh, the firearm uh, toting uh, town up there? Um, well, w- w- when I go up to Vermont, I drive through Whittingham every single time, and if it's uh, if you notice the uh, the roadside signs and banners that people hang from their properties, uh, you will find more than one or two F Biden flags out there. Oh, so yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's not that much of a surprise. By the way, did you know that Whittingham? Is the birthplace of Brigham Young. No the way. Founder of the Mormon Church. How about that? Ain't that a kick in the head? Wow. All the famous things in New England. And you do. thought all the stupid, pointless factoids walked out the door three weeks ago. You know, speaking of, uh, uh, well, here, let me finish this story and then I'll tell you more about what I know. Uh, police, uh, Palmer Police uh, Chief Christopher Burns said around 8.38 a.m. Tuesday morning, Springfield police found the vehicle and attempted to chase after it, but the truck got away. The vehicle was tracked to the Palmer area uh, through the truck's onboard vehicle tracking system. Wait a second. You can just get into that? Oh, it must be. If it was like reported a, stolen, then yeah. you probably have the uh, ability to do that. Sure. Like the OnStar system. They still make low jacks. Is low jack still a thing? Or has that other has that been replaced with new stuff? I believe uh, LoJack is a thing. There was a there was a scam um, about LoJacks, not like in the last ten years. Yeah, they were charging you nineteen ninety five a month and putting it on your credit card for like three years. No, no, well, it was something like that. It was like the, they would tell you at the dealership. Um, this wasn't anywhere around here, but they would tell you. It, I think it was like Ohio or something. This guy was running the scam where he was charging people. Low jack money, even though the person said, "No, I don't want the low jack," but they would get the money. That's you know, you no, get, that's you, how you, they do it. They were, low jack was given a like a bounty for every time you sold one of these low jack systems. But anyway, state police have provided a photo of the suspect at the time of the theft in Vermont. It's believed the suspect left the Gay Street area in another vehicle. The stolen truck was taken by state police for potential evidence. Police are still investigating the incident and searching for the missing firearms and suspect. You know, go back to uh, uh, histories of things. Yesterday, I went to uh, Hampshire Regional School in yeah. West Hampton for a, for a cross-country meet. First of all, I can't believe this. Uh, it's like going from uh, Enfield to Longmeadow, from Huntington to West Hampton oh, to this yeah. school. It's like, whoa, I didn't realize there was another, uh, there was another hallways paved with gold around here, you know. <laughs> 
Well, it's a regional school system. Yeah, that's and, that's know, how it, they, they can pay for something. like and that. And it was explained to me, uh, you know, by by another parent going, "Well, yeah, you know, their taxes are like thirty dollars for every one thousand dollars of your property value, so that's why they have all this money to to do this." But they had when you're driving into the center of West Hampton, um, there's a it's a blacksmith shop, and it's uh, the history of West Hampton. Open Sundays from two to four. But that's fascinating. I was like, "Wow, I can't wait to go." see some guy do blacksmith stuff <laughs> what are you doing well i'm gonna i'm gonna make a fire poker and then mm-hmm. uh, and then i'm gonna make a uh, uh, a sickle well it's uh it's Wednesday. everything in between it's wednesday so today is horseshoe day yes horseshoes we're making horseshoes uh in west springfield residents have been dealing with car break-ins and vandalism the most recent case involves suspects breaking car windows with a bb gun on Pocketuck Road, residents reported break-ins to their vehicles. One resident on the street reported that a drive-by shooting with a BB gun destroyed her car windows. West Springfield Police said that the description of the vehicle in the two cases is similar. Sergeant uh, Joe LaFrance said that people in West Springfield and Agawam were reporting a light-colored SUV connected to the break-in and vandalism cases. He said it does appear to be the same vehicle involved in some Agawam car breaks. Same vehicle profile, but there is nothing breaking right now as far as the case is concerned. A surveillance video was sent to Western Mass News. The first is from Mittenegg Park in West Springfield, where 15 cars were broken into a week and a half ago. Now, in the surveillance video in Agawam, you can see what appears to be the same vehicle at the scene with a suspect breaking into vehicles. And they mapped out the whole area, and it's the same car, but they don't know who it is. This is just vandalism. They're not stealing the cars. No, they're just uh, breaking the windows and robbing them. Hmm. What happened to good old-fashioned car thieves that go in there with a sawzall, take the uh, catalytic converter, and just bolt out of there? I don't know. There was a car fire, though. I can, res- I can respect that kind of craftsmanship. This is just, you know, this is a sloppy. There was a, there was a car fire over the weekend that happened in Springfield, and it was... Uh, you know, they go through, oh, they, they found the car on fire on whatever street it was. Mm-hmm. And then they go to say that the, the car was uh, was up on blocks. Like, somebody had had lifted the thing, uh, taken the tires off of it, and then set it ablaze. <laughs> on blocks. That's a, that's a good, that's good Springfield-style yeah, stuff. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Uh, anywho, your Pioneer Valley forecast is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 56. It's 31 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Listen each Thursday morning around 810. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, chilly this morning uh, with, it's only 31 degrees right now. It was freezing when I got out the door this morning. Frost. Yeah. Frost. Yeah, and, and, and you know the thing is, uh, you know, who's got a ice scraper in their car now? I don't. It just seems to be premature. You know what I can't find? What? Which I'm going to be uh, up up the creek without a paddle, if you will. That snow broom thing. Oh, my God. The best thing I own. Yeah. I yeah. don't know where it is. I've got two in my garage. Yeah. You know, one from one from my car and yeah. then one for Jenny's car. Right. And I got to tell you, it's... Uh, they're a they're a great great thing to get. Yeah, not that expensive. I don't know where that I don't know where it went. I think I might have lent it to uh, Coombs. No, well, you're never going to see that again. I know. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, now get yourself another one. 
They're not again. It's probably well, less than I, twenty bucks. I didn't pay for that. I oh, was, I see. It was what you're given saying. to me by yeah. uh, by a by a car dealer and uh, yeah, as a gift. You know what else I gotta what? do? I'm just thinking about this now, um, because it, you know here we are. It's it's the you know well past the middle of October. I'm gonna have to bring my snowblower down from the uh, down from the shed and into the garage. Oh, so it can sit there and have somebody else plow your driveway this winter. No, I'm a, I, I, I don't. Oh, you'll I'll, do that. I like to snowblow. That's like one thing I do enjoy doing. I mean, I don't like doing it when I got what? like right before I got to go out. Well, wait a second. You like snowblowing? I like. I would prefer mowing the lawn over snowblowing. See, but it's a, it's a it's it's less space to clear than I got a big yard. You, yeah. you do too, but I got a fairly sizable yard. Yeah. Mowing that thing with a little dinky little little mower. Yeah. Too much work. Uh and uh but uh but snow blowing, kinda like that. Kind of like it's very powerful. Like yeah. a powerful piece of equipment you in my like, hands. You feel like a man. I do. Because you blew some snow. Careful how you put that. Well I'm just saying. Yeah. You Careful how it, you, you shot speak. it to one side of the driveway. That's exactly right. Oh look at this. It's it's a Baksaki party. That's yeah. exactly right. That's right. You know, uh, speaking of, we we're just talking about uh, vehicles here. You know, with that snow broom thing and everything. Uh, really, this doesn't tie into any of that stuff. I'm just trying to change the subject. No, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, the U.S. Department of Labor, uh, a manufacturer of auto parts in Alabama, has been ordered to stop hiring underage workers. The U.S. Department of Labor said that uh, SL Alabama and Alexander City had violated laws by employing workers under the age of 14 and by hiring workers under the age of 16 in manufacturing roles. Really? In Alabama. Yeah. The uh, Department of Labor obtained a federal court order to stop the company from employing workers aged 15 and under and prevent the company from shipping or delivering any goods produced in violation of child labor laws under the Fair Labor Standards Act. 13 years old, working at a car manufacturing company. Aren't those jobs all union jobs? Well, that's the thing. They're in violation of all of these uh, yeah. these these codes. Uh, you got, I mean, you got to be like eighteen, right? I don't know. I, to operate uh, like machinery and stuff. I think eighteen to operate a machine. Yeah, but and that's what they're alleging here that a sixteen-year-old was uh, was using some sort of machine thing. But 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 hiring people as young as thirteen. My question is, how do these people get a thirteen-year-old to do anything? <laughs> it's a very good point. I, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm walking around my house, going, "Hey, you gonna you gonna take this bag of sporting equipment upstairs uh, today or tomorrow?" And it's been there for like three weeks. I don't think I get my kids to identify what a snow shovel looks yeah. like. I'm like, you want to uh, you want hard labor? I'm gonna <laughs> send you off to Alabama. <laughs> that'll teach them. Yeah, that'll, that'll teach them. That'll get some responsibility in their system. But hey, thirteen years old, you're bringing in uh, seventeen grand a year. <laughs> now you're contributing. Now, now you're moving up the moving up the ladder, kid. It's six fifty five with Bax and Nagel on Rock one oh two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you are aware of this, but a lot of jerks in the world. Oddly enough, some of those biggest jerks happen to own franchises in the National Football League. Now, I'm not naming names or pointing fingers, at least not yet anyway, but I swear to God, some of these guys are terrible people. 
Sure, Robert Kraft seems like a nice fella. You can get past that little rub and tug issue from a few years ago, but some of these other guys, not so much. Having said all that, now's the time to name names and start pointing fingers. Yesterday, during a meeting of the NFL owners, there was a vote to allow the NFL Compensation Committee the right to begin negotiations to give Commissioner Roger Goodell a brand new contract. That poor fella's been working his fingers to the bone with his current five-year, $200 million deal set to expire in two years. Now is the time to wrap that guy up and prevent him from commissioning somewhere else. And while the owners voted 31 to 1 in favor of extending his contract, the conversation between the owners turned sour following a heated exchange between the normally reserved Mr. Kraft and Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Jones, who was the only guy who didn't vote for Roger Goodell's extension, apparently had a huge problem with Mr. Kraft, who did, by telling him, quote, Don't F with me. Mr. Kraft responded by saying, Excuse me? To which Jerry said, Don't mess with me. Now, I don't know what else happened in this situation. I don't know if Mr. Kraft picked up his chair and tossed it at Jerry's smug little face. I don't know if Mr. Kraft balled up his liver-spotted hands and took a swing at the guy. All I know is you had two of the most powerful owners arguing over whether or not Roger Goodell deserves more than the 50 to $60 million a year he's making right now. Personally, I would side with Jerry Jones on that one, but I'm not the sort of guy who would use coarse language with Mr. Kraft. He's a newlywed for crying out loud. Nevertheless, I can totally see this situation breaking down into fisticuffs. And when that happens, I'd put my money on Mr. Kraft, even though I agree in principle with Jerry's position. Because I'd love to see that guy take a couple of haymakers right to the juice. But hey, you never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Have you been to the Agawam Rockies lately? Total makeover, huge new tool department, new fishing department, new Carhartt. Where do you see the grill showroom? Agawam's. They're brand new uh, redone Rockies. I'll be there on Saturday for the grand reopening on Rock 102. There is no dark side of the moon. As a matter of fact, it's all dark. It's the wrong record. You can't get your meat without having any pudding. No, I just, th- this whole like drawn out part of this. This is an emotional point of the song, Steve. Emotional? Aren't you feeling it? Aren't you, aren't no, you? the song ended uh, a while ago. It's 710. It's Led Zeppelin. It's Bax and Nagel. Jeez. <clears throat> Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. Like you said, it's Led Zeppelin and 710 on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 56. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, they say there are no good new ideas, uh, and that's, for the most part, probably very true. Um, yeah. But uh, we've got we've to do something new here. We are going to do something new here. You ready for this? I'm ready. This is unpopular opinions, which I uh, which I have already lost one, but that's okay. Unpopular opinions. Oh, look at that! All right. I I just grabbed anything. Alcohol should have nutrition facts. Why? Alcohol. This is this person's opinion. Uh, alcohol doesn't have nutrition fact labels because it's not considered nutritious at all. I don't see how gummy bears are nutritious at all, but they have nutrition facts. It's also disingenuous to suggest all forms of alcohol have the same level of nutrients when they clearly don't. Anyone can tell you a beer has more fat than wine, but why can't we know exactly how much? That does seem a little weird that we don't do that. We do it with every other product, but not booze. Well, okay, listen, uh... When it comes to like gummies, for yeah. example, 
you're going to want to know how much exact uh, the exact amount of THC is in each one, right? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But you know, when it comes to booze, most drunks, and I'm just saying this because I know a few, uh, don't care. They don't care. The consumer is not going to choose one or the other if they're just looking to get plowed. Yeah, but wouldn't it be nice to see how many grams of sugar you're putting into your body uh, with uh, whether it be uh, um, a hard iced tea or a... Well, look, uh, if if I were... War- Let's say I were a severe diabetic and I had a choice between, say, like uh, vodka, just straight vodka with like absolutely no other sugars but the alcohol in it. Yeah. And say like one of those pre-made mudslides... Yeah, you know, in a, in a in a in a big you know gallon jug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, as if I were a diabetic, I would say maybe the mudslide, as delicious and chocolatey as it may be, is not such a good idea. But to drink myself blind with vodka, that's heart smart. You know, what would, would always make the headache would, would always make a hangover worse was if you had an abundance of sugar. Like if you're drinking rum and cokes all night long, yes, and then you wake up the next day, you got a headache. It's not only from the dehydration of the alcohol; it's also from the sugar rush that you got from drinking too many of them. Have you ever walked into a bar and ordered a Long Island iced tea and asked for the the ingredients and nutritional value of it? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, who would? Uh, how many calories are in this thing? Listen, I don't. I don't. Listen. Uh, I, while I'm still sober, let me determine whether or not this is going to be healthy for me to be drinking Long Island iced teas all night. Listen, you would have to walk halfway to Rhode, or Long Island in order to burn the calories off that uh, you're going to put in your body right now. I think you'd have to burn off, like, tw- you know, like go twice. Yeah. I, I, I'm i kind of for that. I, I, I want to see a nutrition label on, on a... On a, on a bottle of booze uh, to me it's uh, irrelevant i would never read it well look at all the grain i mean you, you talk about grains and oats inside cheerios what about all the grains that are inside whiskey and bourbon and sure things but, like that but as someone who is uh, drinking the booze with a specific purpose in mind i'm not going to be so you know so uh so dismissive of something that the, the label information shows that it might not be good for me it's booze it's not supposed to be good for me. All right. What about this one? You ready? Yes. Bars should be required everyone uh, to have everyone pass a sobriety test before driving off. <clears throat> Do you remember when, and maybe you don't, when bars would have these coin-operated breathalyzers? Yeah. And the idea was that mm-hmm. people were going to use them to determine yeah. whether or not they could drive home. Yeah, I didn't use it for that purpose. No, and nobody used it for that purpose. People used it just to see how drunk they could get. And how disgusting was that? You put a straw in the hole. You put the quarter in, you put yeah. a straw in the hole, and then you blow into the straw, and it would tell you your BAC. But again, like you said, we were doing it to see how bad our <laughs> blood alcohol content could get. It was almost like a contest. Yeah. Who's... Who's going to blow more than, than than the other? I only saw one of those, and that was in Virginia Beach. And we weren't driving. We had taken a cab to, you know, from my friend's apartment to uh, this bar that we were right. uh, all these bars that we were going to. Um, and that's what we did. That the, was the game. The, ooh, let's see how, uh, ooh. The first time I saw it was at a college bar. And, you know, it, it was in, and it was like, the bar is like right on campus. Yeah, nobody was driving. I mean, everyone was just kind of like walking and stumbling in. So the idea of having one there didn't seem to be all that intelligent. It was just it was there, yeah. per, you know, for the sole purpose of of competitive drinking.
Yeah, well, you know, that's uh, that's how you do it in college. That's how we did it in yeah. college. And uh, this person also says, if bars don't give sobriety tests, there should be roadblocks at the intersections near the bar. <laughs> that's a little far-fetched. <laughs> Excuse me. That's well, a little far-fetched because you don't have enough manpower for the police. That would be ridiculous to have a to have a roadblock near. How many bars are there? Bars all over the place. Well, I mean, wouldn't those, be able to do that. A lot of well, I mean, a lot of roadblocks happen to be in you know very specific, you know, strategically in, placed areas in this state. Yeah, we are, we, there are other states out there that they just pop these things up. Uh, like, oh, here, you know what? Uh, let's get five guys together and we're, we're setting up a roadblock here. In other states, that's how it works. We just have these laws in place that say you have to specifically say where and you have to specifically say what date you're going to do it. Right. You don't have to say where it's going to be, but you have to alert the public that they are going to have one this weekend. And usually there's like four different, five different places that they do it around the area that it's not really that much of a surprise right. when they pop up. Well, the last time I was um, at one, they had set up right outside O'Brien's Corner. Yeah. Well, that's a good place to do it. There's some people drinking in there, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, but uh, you go the other way when you walk outside and see all those flashy <laughs> lights out on Page Boulevard. It's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Hey, you go through Chicopee. <laughs> that's, the, that's the escape route. That's how, that's how they would do yeah. it. Uh, job interviews and college admissions should be completely blind. Yeah, you should not know the person's wealth, age, or any other factors. You would think we would want to be the absolute best person for every role, but that is not how the real world works. The amount of nepotism present is disgusting. People often use influence and money to buy their way into positions in universities. A lot of the time we try to focus on equal outcome instead of giving everyone the same opportunities. Police have uh, or people have inherent biases that need to be rid uh, that need to be rid of and doing this would give much more even playing field. I never went to a college interview. Ever, ever, and I, I got accepted into all but one yeah. that I applied for, and uh, it was the play, and the one that rejected me was my my dad's alma mater, it's like in Providence College. That's the only one that didn't accept me. But it, so it didn't matter, you know, who my dad was or whether he was contributing. It, it, it was irrelevant to them, right? But as far as job interviews go, just getting the interview is usually a blind proposition. Like you, you, you see a resume and a cover letter and then you say, okay, well, this one, this person seems to be moderately qualified. Let's bring him in. Yeah. In most cases, but it's you, the, but the best interview is always going to be face to face. Well, but a lot of these companies are just blindly are, are doing this and they are blindly hiring people, uh, because that's the way of the world. You see somebody's profile online, you set up these job interview profiles and then you put all your information in. I can't remember the name of that company that does that. If it's Monster.com. Monster does it, yeah. It's, uh, it's almost like a dating app for jobs. You're, like, you're setting yourself up with a profile, your resume, and all that stuff. And then your Zip Recruiter, I think, is the zip one. Zip Recruiter. Yeah. And that's the one where they go and they look and they go, oh, we'll take this guy. We'll take this yeah, guy. Yeah, but you're still, but you're not going, you're. You're basically what you're doing is you're getting a bunch of interviews together by using ZipRecruiter. You're not high. You may not necessarily be hiring on the spot based upon what you get from a ZipRecruiter. There's still going to be a process of interviewing and maybe re-interviewing for a position depending on what the job is. Uh, yeah, I guess. But 
you know, if if the, the, the whole idea behind blindly hiring somebody is uh, it's like a hodgepodge. Like you never know what you're going to get. See, that's the thing. I mean, it depends on the job. But if like, for example, if let's say uh, it's a communications job or a marketing job, you're not going to hire someone that can't communicate. Did you I mean, they may look great on paper, but you know, you, you put them in a situation where they got to think in their feet. You can't tell that from a resume and a cover letter. But think about all the people we've worked with over the years. Yes, there were people who seemingly shouldn't even have had a job to begin with. Like, how did this person function in this world? Listen, there have been some people that you wonder how were they how were they employable in any other position? That's what I mean. I would name names, but I'm you know that would be indiscreet. I can think of a few. Mike Baxendale. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. How about turkey bacon is superior to pork bacon in every way? Oh, my God. That, I don't agree with that at all. You know, um, when when Jenny and I were first seeing each other, she 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 really liked turkey bacon, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, she felt it was uh, healthier. Yeah. And uh, and I remember sure making a turkey bacon, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, no, this is, uh, this is delicious. But thinking in my head, oh, my God, this is like a half-rate bacon. You know, bacon is really where it's at. Yeah, I like that thick cut bacon. Oh, I love it. You know, it doesn't matter. Thick cut, thin cut, doesn't matter to me. Still bacon. Uh, this person says it tastes better, has better textural textural consistency, has way less sodium and fat, a bit less calories, and about the same amount of protein. I'll still eat pork bacon, but I don't enjoy it nearly as much. It might be, it might not be traditional bacon, but it's yummy meat nonetheless. Yeah. Who, who submitted this uh, comment? The onion. Uh, I believe it was the uh, Genio Turkey Bacon people. Oh my God! No, yeah. it's 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 a pale comparison. I like uh, you know be, living out in the country. I get the thick cut, you know, country bacon. Oh yeah, like the kind of comes in a slab. Yeah, there's a store by my house that uh, you know, does nice thick cuts of it, and it doesn't taste like uh, it's not too greasy, which is weird to say. Yeah. Every time I see a video on the on the TikToks or the Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Where someone is uh, fiddling around with pork belly, yeah, I stop everything I'm doing and I watch that video right till the end. I could watch pork belly videos all day long. More you know, <laughs> pork belly, yeah. which you would use in a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. sandwich yeah, um, yeah, that. I mean, I, I just, I, I'm just like obsessed with the pork belly. Pork bellies are delicious. Friggin' love. This it. is one of those things I'm going to have to smoke now on my smoker. Oh, dude, make sure you got some leftovers and bring them in. Oh, really? You like that? You like the pork belly, uh, pork smoked pork belly? Yes. All right, we're going to try it. Yes. All right. Now we're talking. An unpopular opinion has become a good idea. It's 722 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 725 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Buddy, be- of my, buddy of mine from college yeah. just wrote in and said, almost embarrassed to say this, but the hickory smoked turkey bacon at Costco is the cat's ass, and I and my reaction is, I I, I feel like I don't even know you anymore. Like what what, what kind yeah. of statement is that? I mean, you're telling me that the hickory smoky smoked turkey bacon is better than real ass bacon? In no way, that's better than than regular bacon. Where does that Where does this person live? He's originally from Rhode Island. I, I'm trying yeah. to think. I think he's in Chicago. Oh, now. so he's listening online as uh, he does this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm now. I'm starting to think twice about this friendship. <laughs> well, I was gonna say he, uh, of all the the media that he has access to out in the, in the most popular part of the country, right? He listens to this show, yeah, and he likes turkey bacon. He has horrible, horrible tastes in things. You're, you're telling me? Yeah, I you're know. telling me? Yeah. I hope you're hearing this, Chris. I hope you're hearing this. There you go, Chicago, Chris.
He probably walks into a, like a like a he walks into a like an Uno's and asks for a thin crust. You know, he's out in Chicago. <laughs> oh, I like things that don't belong in my place. In my environment. I love being out of my element. Yeah. Let's let's hear let's listen to a crappy radio show out of the Northeast. <laughs> It's 727 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 729 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Xfinity Mobile's biggest wireless deal yet. Get two lines of unlimited, uh, just 30 bucks uh, per a line per month. It's time for news. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police are searching for a suspect after a stolen vehicle that was reported to have several firearms inside was found in Palmer on Tuesday. Afternoon. According to State Police uh, spokesperson David Procopio, around 9.30 a.m., State Police were called to an apartment building on Gay Street after Palmer officers located a 2014 black Chevrolet Silverado pickup truck. The truck was reported stolen out of Whittingham, Vermont, overnight around 2.30 a.m. and was reported to have multiple firearms, body armor, and armor-piercing ammunition in the vehicle at the time it was stolen. Can I just say what? that in Whittingham, Vermont, everybody in that town's got that stuff. Uh, it's like, uh, don't they have uh, Gus uh, Gus's uh, firearms, body armor, and armor-piercing ammunition uh, store right in the center of town? Absolutely. That's in, in fact, I don't think them. I don't think they even allow you to live in Winningham or any part of Vermont without that stuff. That's where they. That's where everybody goes. Yeah. It's like a. It's like an ice cream social every day of the week. Sometimes I'm up there. I feel like everybody in that neighborhood is uh, is about to join a militia. Yeah. Like, like they're all, yeah, everybody is weaponized. Everybody is ready to overthrow a government. Everybody there's got a problem with somebody. Well, uh, they know more than you do. Well, listen, you're, you're not, uh, you're not talking out of school there. Palmer Police Chief Christopher Burns said that around 8.30 a.m., uh, 8.38 a.m. Tuesday morning, Springfield Police found the vehicle and attempted to chase after it, but the truck got away. The vehicle was tracked to uh, Palmer through the uh, truck's onboard vehicle tracking system later that day. No one was in the vehicle at the time it was found. Palmer and state police created a perimeter around the apartment building and closed off Gay Street and River Street for several hours. State police determined that the firearms were no longer in the vehicle, and Palmer police said the suspect was not in the apartment building. State police were also given consent to search a nearby home, and the suspect was not found. They uh, provided a photo of the suspect at the time of the theft in Vermont, which is a very grainy, grainy photo. Like, you can't pick out anything on this person other than they're wearing some sort of pants, a red shirt, and a hat. Were they wearing any uh, jacket that was, say, I don't know, camouflage? Well, there's no, no, there's no, I think the pants are camouflage. But uh, the rest of the outfit, Mm -hmm. you can't see this person's face. That might just be for the best. Well, you know, you know I don't want this mug to go online. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't properly take a selfie of myself. <laughs> you know, when it, when criminals should be able to do their own selfies uh, for their mugshot. You know, if you're looking for this person, no, no, no. Here's a here's me in a better light. I think mugshots should be. Here's my unpopular opinion. I think mugshots should look like glamour shots. Yeah, they nice, should. Nice background. I mean, you can still do like the height. You know, the height graph behind them, but like, you know, with clouds, like a pastoral farm scene, yeah, you know, perhaps. And you should be able to uh, to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, with like laser, the laser beams behind you, like they did in like school yeah. pictures. Or the, and, you, and you should be able to pose a little bit, too, not just, yeah. you know, with the arms in the, 
with the uh, the handcuffs, but maybe like your you know like your 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 finger like right under your chin, giving you like like that pensive look, like you're lost in thought. Yes, I'm about to be arrested and booked, but I'm now thinking about how I'm going to defend myself in court. Think about that. But look look how beautiful I look. Yes, I look at the perfect lighting. The aperture settings are perfectly fine. Um, filters, man, filters. A Hadley woman faces uh, multiple assault charges after unleashing a swarm of bees onto Hamden County Sheriff's Department deputies attempting to serve an eviction notice in Longmeadow. Rory S. Woods had more more than one bee in her bonnet when she rolled into the driveway of 49 Memory Lane on the morning of October 12th, according to court records. Instead of a standard eviction notice, deputies found themselves targets of a sting operation. <laughs> <laughs> I could listen to bee jokes all over the place. Crap. Who is this? It doesn't even say who's the... Uh, oh, yeah, Steph- Stephanie Barry. Stephanie Barry's doing this whole, like, uh, bee pun thing. <laughs> so deputies arrived at the $1.5 million home to serve eviction papers on homeowner Alton King Jr., but were met with a cluster of protesters instead. During this time, the officers uh, secured the premises and waited uh, for Mr. King to return as we were told that he was at court trying to delay the eviction, uh, reads a report author, uh, authored by Deputy Sheriff Daniel Soto. Min- minutes later, an SUV towing a trailer pulled into the driveway and a woman emerged from the driver's seat. At that time, a female later identified as Rory Susan Woods exited her vehicle and went back to the, uh, went to the back of the trailer and started shaking beehives to let the bees out. Who wow. let the bees out? Buzz, 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 buzz. Who let the bees out? Buzz, 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 buzz. Deputy Michael Jocelyn attempted to stop Woods, who successfully freed one of the hives by breaking the cover, causing hundreds of bees to swarm around. Deputy Jocelyn was stung in the face and had to retreat. The 55-year-old Woods then donned a beekeeper's suit and began liberating more angry bees. She uh how do you know they're angry bees? They could be happy bees. If you uh, mess with their hives, they become automatically disgruntled. She rolled three more large hives off the trailer and carted them to the entryway of the home, situated on a stately cul-de-sac. Officers at this time attempted to stop Woods, but were attacked by the bees, the report read. More chaos ensued, and several sheriff's department employees were stung, including three who are allergic to bee stings, according to the narrative. Woods attempted to resist arrest, but was eventually taken to the ground and handcuffed by deputies with a large group of protesters clamoring for her not to be arrested. While Woods was being escorted to the cruiser, another deputy advised Woods that he and several officers were allergic to bees. And the narrative says Woods' response to that was, oh, you're allergic? Good. Some officials... A lot of anger in this lady, huh? Some officials fled into the 10,000 square foot home to escape the swarm. I'm more interested in this home. 10,000 10, square, square feet. feet. How are you supposed to clean something like that? Oh, How are you yeah. supposed to heat something like that? Well, you can't pay the mortgage if you're hiring cleaning ladies to do that all the I time. I suppose. Woods was arraigned in Springfield District Court on multiple felony charges of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, the bees, with disorderly conduct. She pleaded uh, not guilty to those charges and was released without having to post bail. According to a 2021 uh, op-ed column, Woods penned for the Daily Hampshire Gazette. She's a veteran beekeeper who keeps honeybees in Northampton near the community gardens. You know, that's kind of ironic that somebody who's a beekeeper probably has this philosophy of save the bees. Mm-hmm. You know, the bees are important to the environment and the ecosystem. Yet here she is releasing them as a weapon 
Well, you to know, attack someone <clears throat> who obviously doesn't care about the safety of people, if or or the safety of the bees, for that matter. Well, you know, uh, desperate times sometimes call for desperate measures, and in a situation like this, it's either release the bees or fulfill your financial obligations. I'd rather release the bees. Are these worker bees are they unionized? They are not unionized. They want more honey for shorter working flowers. <laughs> you see what working I did there? Flowers. Oh, my God. I did a bee pun. I'm surprised Stephanie Berry didn't contact you to say, hey, Steve, yeah. I'm looking for some more yeah. bee puns. Yeah, what can, can you give me? Hey, you know, whenever you're writing a story about puns, you should always consult me. You know, you can say, uh, you know, half of those bees went to the dermatologist because it had hives. <laughs> <laughs> You know why the bee was so hard to understand? No. It was a mumble bee. <laughs> you know what their favorite sport is? I don't. Rugby. <laughs> Rugby. <laughs> you know where they go on vacation? Uh, no. Stingapore. Ooh, Stingapore. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could go on and on and on. There's 72 of these, by the no, way. No, I, I, are you sure? I don't think you have to go through all 72. Well, I mean, we could. You've what's gone the, through enough. What's the harm? What's the harm of of going <clears throat> through 72 different bee puns? <laughs> we have time. We don't have that much time. Uh, the city council in Springfield voted unanimously on Monday in favor of a plan to spend $1.15 million to acquire the former Friendly's property on Sumner Avenue and use it for a pickup and drop-off site for the nearby Sumner Avenue school. It took less time to decide to buy the building <laughs> than it would have taken you to get a fishing jig and, <laughs> and a Jim Dandy Sunday. Yeah. The uh, vote authorizes the city to begin eminent domain proceedings to gain ownership of the site from the owner, uh, Springfield Realty Ventures, for a price of $1.125 million. Chief Administrative Officer T.J. Plant described the land taking as a friendly eminent domain. You get it? Friendly eminent domain. What's up with the puns lately I in don't the news? know. Everyone's a comic. Uh, where both parties have agreed on the price and now only need court approval. In a hostile taking, the city would propose one amount, the owner another amount, and the judge would have to decide which of the two would be a fair price. Plant said the amount is a midpoint between the $925,000 the city wanted to pay and the $1.3 million sought by Springfield Realty Ventures. That's not that far off. If you paid $1.12 million. No. Again, though. Yeah. When would they close in this? When were they closing the when would they When would they, they close on the sale of this whole thing? I mean, they've agreed to buy it, but I mean, is, there's a, is there a closing date? Eh, it seems like there's going to be a closing date coming up soon. I don't know when that's going to be because I don't It'll, have that information. That closing date will come faster than if you got yourself a happy ending Sunday at Friendly's. That's true. It took... if you. I mean, if you ordered that, if you ordered that happy ending now... Yeah. It would probably, you'd probably be waiting around longer than it would take to close on this land deal. You know, the nicest friendlies is the one right next to the factory up there. I know. Because that's where all the corporate people come in and go, ooh, oh yeah, I'll invest in this. Sure. Look, yeah. how, look how fast the food arrives. Look how fast the bill comes. I waited less than five minutes for this fisherman jig here. This is the only place you'll get that. That's right. This one. Uh, but this will provide 80 additional spaces for staff and visitors of the school. Uh, neighborhood residents will be able to park there overnight during emergency winter parking bins. That's actually a great idea. 
Because you got all those cars up on Sumner Avenue uh, <laughs> when the snow falls, and the snow plows can't properly plow the street because all the cars are still in the in on the on the side of the street. It's not a bad plan. It's really not. No, but hey, friendlies. Uh, you know, when you can finally have a purpose for your business. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing you can do? Provide eighty parking spaces. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, listen, it, right now it's just an abandoned building. It's you know a vacant property. Yeah. So using it for a decent purpose like this makes a lot of sense. The fact that it happens to be a friendlies, I suppose, is largely irrelevant. But it's so much fun to complain about. Mm, I would think so. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, America is the land of the free, but not. Uh, but you're not free to hide a live kangaroo in your closet. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, a 19-year-old man in Pennsylvania named Cole Williams was busted last month after he was caught with a six-month-old kangaroo, which he was trying to sell on Facebook Marketplace. You you can sell a live kangaroo in Facebook Marketplace, huh? And apparently somebody ratted him out, and when officials paid Cole a visit, they found the kangaroo hidden in his bedroom closet. The kangaroo was illegally imported. Uh, but the details of how it got here are unclear. The kangaroo was seized and taken to a facility where it will be cared for. Cole pleaded guilty to several charges, but it sounds like he'll uh, get off with some undisclosed fines. To the best of my search, I have not seen another kangaroo for sale on Facebook Marketplace. Well, how many do you normally see on any given day? 30, 40. Whatever it takes. But not today. Do people, like, people are just dumb. Like... You obviously had some scheme to get this animal that doesn't exist. Uh, well, not that it doesn't exist around here, but it it's not from here, and you had to have it transplanted into your home somehow. Right. So you were smart enough to get that by the authorities, but then you're like, oh, you know what? I think Facebook Marketplace would be the best place to sell this on, where everybody can see what I have, this illegal animal in my home. Well, I mean, if you had an exotic animal that you just stumbled across, kangaroo, mountain lion, hippo, crocodile, and you have it in your house and you're told by your landlord, you can't keep this here. Well, what do you do? You just donate it to a zoo? Where's the nearest zoo around here? Forest Park? Forest Park Zoo. They've got the space for a uh, kangaroo or hippo or any of the animals that I just mentioned. I don't know if they do. Well, they'd have to move the emus. And well, the lambs. It would cost them an arm and a leg to just put in an enclosure for a hippo. I guess so. They may not take my donation. So it seems to me that the only other option is Facebook Marketplace. Hey, who wants to buy this kangaroo? Huh? I'll tell you what, ever see it look like a kangaroo up close? Yeah, they're, they're nasty looking. They're nasty animals. They're mm-hmm. like mean-spirited, powerful. I like watching uh, kangaroo fight videos on YouTube. They're jacked. Yeah. They're like the most muscular thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, and they punch the crap out of each other. They kick do. And they punch and they kick. They're not as nice as they seem to that Winnie the Pooh cartoon. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, it was Kanga and Rue. Right. And they seem like uh, nice, lovable animals, but you'd never want to go up to them and give them a hug. Well, she was a mild mannered lady. Sure, she was. Roo. But, you know, you don't know what was she like when she was agitated. You never saw that. You don't think Rue got uh, punched around a few times in the little kangaroo lair? I I suppose it's a possibility. Yeah, marsupials can be very mean-spirited. So she's drinking honey-infused Jack Daniels. (laughs) The Jack honey. That's That's it. She's She's stealing that stuff from Pooh. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 55. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 56. 
32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. New England Patriots. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.50 and the Tubes with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 56. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Speaking of the uh, the Tubes, Fee Wable from the Tubes, uh, my guest this week on Baxi's Musical Podcast. You can hear that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Real interesting interview. Check that out uh, today. And uh, it is benchmark time. Are you ready for a benchmark? Lay it on me, Steve. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Ah, slowly appeasing all the radio gods that run this place. I know. All right. I'm ready. Clip number one. The Yankees beat the Guardians in a deciding game five last night in New York. Here's the final call with an extremely informative Bob Costas. At shortstop, Kiner Falefa. The flip to Torres. And the Yankees move on and look at Torres mocking Naylor, mimicking that rock the baby motion. It's a celebration, but a subdued one. The Yankees have done what they were expected to do, and they moved on against the Astros, who will try to go to the World Series for the fourth time in the last six years. And the Yankees will attempt to return to the World Series for the first time in 13 years since they were last there in 2009 and beat the Phillies to win it all. Oh, God. (laughs) Jesus. Somebody, I wish I, I wish I was trying to look for this. Somebody just yeah. posted uh, today a Bob Costas drinking game. <laughs> like every time, like he keeps talking over like the action on the field, yeah. you do a shot. Every time he misses up, you know, Shane Bieber and Justin Bieber, you do a shot. Every time he refers to something that happened in baseball prior to 1957 you do a shot it was like 10 different things that uh, bob costas would get you loaded over well i mean uh, anybody watching baseball would be able to be loaded enough by the end of a game anyway i'm telling you, the but, dude's becoming more insufferable as he's getting older well i mean perfect example is when we went to that um that hall of radio hall of fame thing and they asked that old guy who was being honored with the <laughs> Excellence Award. <laughs> that guy right. went on for like thirty minutes. Yeah. It was like, dude, like, yeah, no. L- listen, you're gonna die before you finish this story. <laughs> well, and then, uh, then, uh, 1952, <laughs> I was hired at uh, WKH <laughs> when the Red Sox went to the World Series in 1975. Jesus, yeah, yeah. he's only up to 1975. Oh my God, this guy. Clip number two, a, uh, a husband in Maine posted a greatest hits compilation of all the things he's apologized to his wife for. Here's a few of them, right? <laughs> Went upstairs for the night without announcing it. I'm currently working on a solo version of that scene from Sound of Music where the kids do a big number on their way to bed. I applied the brakes in order to save our lives. I underestimated the trauma that the change in momentum would create for her. When I sprained my ankle, I had a walking boot and I was limping too loudly up the stairs. The thing to do would have been to lay down on my good leg and silently drag my body up the stairs using the railing. Last night when I was cutting my steak, I let my knife touch the plate for a fraction of a second. If you always sit in the same place on the sofa, your body is going to indent that cushion and ruin the couch. So what you got to do is you got to brace yourself with your arms and your core and you just hover above that cushion. Hover. (laughs) 
<laughs> it sounds. I've seen this guy's videos before. He's hilarious. It sounds like. Uh, it sounds like uh, maybe uh, he might want to rethink that relationship. That no. sounds like an awful lot of little things because being bugged by. Yeah, but because he has the ability to apologize and acknowledge all his many faults in that marriage, mm-hmm. that thing's going to last for a lifetime. I guess so. Because she'll kill him otherwise. Uh, here's a here's some. Idiots. Uh, clip number three, a father and son in Florida are being hit with over a dozen charges after shooting at a random woman in her car because she they thought she was a burglar. Gino Colon Costa and his uh, Gino Colon Costa and his 15 year old son thought they were being robbed when the doorbell alarm was triggered, but it was actually someone just dropping off a package that was delivered to the wrong address. That's when they armed themselves, went looking for trouble, and put seven rounds into the woman's car. Damn. Here's Sheriff uh, Grady Judd describing their idiocy. When she looks up and she sees Gino standing at the back of her vehicle with a gun pointed at her, screaming for her to get out of the car. She thinks, he's about to carjack me. He's going to rob me. So she throws her car into reverse. She's trying to back out of the way. They go out searching for a burglar that wasn't there and shot up an innocent lady's car while she was in it. What a bunch of idiots. I I, I don't get that. Unless somebody was like, I could see if the lady comes up and starts pounding on the door, pounding on the door, said, "Open up the door, bitches, Zuba Goober with the green, green teeth. teeth. Let me in. Let me climb the climb the ladder of your love." You know, I can, I can kind of see that where you might be a little on edge, but somebody just pulling into your driveway. You know, I did that a couple of weeks ago. To turn around? Yeah, I, I it was it was on Route 20 out in, uh, I think it was out in Lee. It was right, or it was on the Beckett-Lee line. Sure. And uh, I wanted to turn around and go back to a, a place we, we just drove by. So I just pulled over to the side of Route 20, and I see this guy's driveway, and I backed in the end of the driveway and started pulling out. And then my kids were like, that guy just gave you the finger. And I'm like, what? Really? Guy? And I turn around, and you can see the guy like, like with his finger up in the air, his middle finger up in the air. And I'm like, what? Why? I use all your you're doing is turning around. Turn around. Why is that a problem? I have no. Listen, if someone wants to turn around my driveway, that's that's fine. I got no problem with that. That's that's, that's no reason to get angry. And 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 frankly, the reason to get angry is that they they pull in and stay. And frankly, you don't even really own that that good 10 feet there at the end of your driveway anyway isn't that like it, depa- it depends on the town but yeah but for the most part i would think that you know if there's a sidewalk there yeah there's a certain amount of footage but yeah. if if i gotta turn around in someone's driveway and i see somebody who is in the house or outside or in yeah. their driveway I'll, I'll go to the next driveway usually but that's that's just my own insecurity speaking but if someone's driving around in my driveway i'm not you know, I'm not uh, you know giving them uh, flipping the the finger over it. It's not uh, it's not worth it. No, I, and I was like, what, what's this guy getting upset for? I, I just know. I just you turned did. around. I didn't like run anything over or you know. I mean, you could have. Well, I mean, I, I get it. If I like backed in his driveway and I ran over his flowers and he got all pissed off about that, I could see that. But turning around, oh, get off my get off my driveway. <laughs> Uh, here's the here's the final clip for today. Yes. A house in Texas is said to be haunted by ghosts who tend to be very sexual. Rumor has it back in the day, the house used to be a bordello. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Here's a quick clip of uh, house owner Linda Hill talking about some of the sexy things the ghosts have whispered in her ear while living at the house. 
sexual. No other way to put it. He said, oh baby, oh baby, yeah. Yeah, I like it like that. It really is haunted. Have you seen this woman? No. There, there any a ghost not alive that's going to say, oh baby, to this one? Well, let's say you're a ghost. If, if, you're, if you're a ghost, you can say, please, Put the put the robe back yeah, on. Yeah, but if you're a ghost, you haven't gotten any uh, you haven't gotten any tail in the last uh, 550 years you've been living in this place. You know, well, over all 200 years. Let's just I say. Su- I suppose it's uh, just you know, I wouldn't I, I I mean unless she's got something spectacular underneath that uh, all of that I I can't even imagine saying oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah let me fill you with my spirit if oh, I were yeah. alive. The things I would do if only you could see me from beyond the grave. Are you into para-abnormal activity? Because <laughs> I like... I <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's certain things I, I wish I could say on this show. And, and there are I certain things you I, can't. I can't say. It's uh, it's 7.58, and that, that is now here this uh, with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't mean to state the obvious here, but I'm over that whole Ime Udoka thing already with the Boston Celtics. I'm sure Ime Udoka may have been a great coach, but he was a thoughtless, horny dirtbag. And after last night's season over against the Sixers, Ime Udoka is now a long-forgotten and distant memory because in my mind, in spite of Udoka's one-year suspension, this team is now in the fully capable hands of Joe Mazzulla, and I'm okay with that. Last night, the Boston Celtics beat the Philadelphia 76ers 126-117. Jalen Brown, 35 points. Jason Tatum, 35 points. This game was over before it even started. Of course, things did look a little hairy after the first quarter, but what did you expect? The Sixers are a solid group of fellas with James Harden and Joel Embiid. Those guys are pretty decent, but they had no shot against the defending Eastern Conference champion Boston Celtics. Why? Because they weren't being coached by a skirt-chasing scumbag. You don't see Joe Missoula creating a hostile work environment by having inappropriate office relationships. You don't see Joe Missoula asserting his raw sexual magnetism around the workplace. That's because Missoula would rather win basketball games and possibly a championship than worry about getting into the pants of his subordinates. Listen, folks, I would much rather see the Celtics have a great season with a focused head coach like Joe Mazzulla than have an even better season with a guy who's willing to destroy his career for the inappropriate office relationship he's looking for. Ime Udoka may be a fine coach, but he's an idiot who just blew his chances of ever coaching another basketball game again. I certainly wouldn't hire that guy, and as it turns out, the Celtics don't really need him. Granted, it's early in the season, but we're already in first place, and as of last night at 11 o'clock p.m., not one sexual harassment complaint has been filed to the Celtics HR department. In my opinion, that's a pretty good start to a very promising season for the Celtics. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Saturday morning, I'm heading to Agawam for the grand reopening of the Agawam Rockies Ace Hardware. Huge new tool department, new fishing department, new Carhartt shop, plus real good prizes, and lots of them. Stop by and say hi this Saturday at the Agawam Rockies. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sorry, I'm just finishing up my M&Ms. 
that I had to go out to my car for, get um, <clears throat> I had a dollar bill to put in the machine. Yeah. And now the inflation has hit the break room uh, machine upstairs. It's now a dollar twenty-five for a bag of M and M's. It used to be a dollar. Dollar twenty-five. Yeah. So then the dollar. Uh, won't go in the machine. It goes. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? So I had to go back out to my car, and I had a bunch of dimes and nickels. Yeah, they actually worked in the machine. I don't know the last time you used a dime and a nickel for anything. I used it when we went out to lunch the other day, and I parked on Bridge Street for the parking meter. For the parking meter. Yeah, because I didn't, I had like one quarter and then nothing but but dimes and nickels, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I paid for the two dollars worth of two hours worth of parking. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we went to lunch at Theodore's. Which you only sat there for an hour for, and then uh, they they got, they jacked you. I know, I it's know. Like a, it's like a casino doing that penny thing. But I can't, <laughs> exactly, yeah. but I can't be, you know, sure it's only going to take an hour to, 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 to order and eat, finish eating, you know, pay the bill. I always I always go for the two-hour option. Well, here's the thing. I got two M&M, three M&Ms left. <clears throat> yeah. I cannot eat now because we are on the air, and I don't want to... You know, slap my jaw. No, I get that. And and, and chew. Uh, but uh, now I have to wait. I would have had more time if that dollar had worked the first time. I mean, I think I tell you what, inflation's getting all of us. Uh, that's my first world problem. Your first world problem, if you're driving up I-91 North right now, just before exit three, there's an accident on the right-hand lane, and uh, that's causing a two-mile backup right now. Oh, boy. So, uh, and there's no police on the scene yet. You know, uh, uh, not last week, but I think it was like the week before. Mm-hmm. Yelp, which uh, you know basically is a white trash soundboard. Yes, a white trash soundboard for any number of things, particularly uh, restaurants. Right. That seems to be like the most popular thing. Came up with a list of uh, the best 100 restaurants in New England. Now, this is all according to Yelp reviews, and we went through the list. And frankly, it was uh, it was a garbage list hardly any western mass restaurants were mentioned and of the ones that were mentioned uh we're not even the best restaurants in the area not that there was anything wrong with it but like they're saying like joy bowl is the best restaurant in the area i got no problem uh, with the joy bowl got no problem with it at all but but there are many other restaurants worthy of being on that list so yesterday Mass Live uh, comes up with this. These Massachusetts restaurants are hidden gems, mm-hmm. according to Mass Live readers. <coughs> so these are the people that saw this story and said, wait a minute now. That's total trash, that list. So they came up with a list of, of restaurants around, you know, like the, the anywhere between here and, uh, and Braintree is the one that I'm seeing the, the furthest out from here. But there are some restaurants in this area that made this list okay okay i'll just go through a couple of them all right alina's italian restaurant in hadley never been it's actually a pretty good place is it good i went there one well this was like 20 years ago i went on a date with a woman who uh conveniently left her payment uh methods at home uh-uh. go figure well the idea was we'd split the meal it was like uh you know it was just this uh hey uh hey do you want to go out tonight yeah sure okay why don't we uh why don't we uh, split the meal and we'll we'll go out now is well, she saying let's let's order the same dish and split it from the same plate no 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 yeah, but right. we but we ordered our uh, respective meals and then when it came time to pay she conveniently forgot her oh, uh, card gee. so then i had to pay for the whole thing that was the first and last meeting with that person how embarrassing yeah. that must have been i don't have time for that 
uh, B. Napoli in, in uh, West Springfield. That place is fantastic. B. Napoli is very good. That's that, that, real that's good. That's one I would consider a hidden gem. Yeah, if you're because call it a hidden gem because it's a, it's a tiny little space. Mm-hmm. You know, right there in uh, in West Springfield. Yeah. you could easily drive past it on your way to like Serato's Bakery yeah. and not even know it's there. But if you've been, you go. Oh, I gotta get. I gotta get back there. It's really good. And that, that's the nice thing about uh, a restaurant like that. If you want to get dressy and you want to go get the uh, the fancy food, you can do that. But yeah. they also have delicious. It's a takeout thing next door, so you can get like your pizzas and your you know your sandwiches and all that stuff. Pretty good. Center Square Grill in East Long Meadow. Oh, they have run by Phil Collins. Uh, and, uh, uh, Bill Collins. I believe it's the Genesis Group that I don't owns that. <laughs> I don't sure? believe that's the same one. I wouldn't necessarily call that a hidden gem. I mean, it's right smack in the middle of town. What was the thing that he was cooking at that uh, <clears throat> Chamber of Commerce thing you and I went to last back in the spring? Oh, my God. I don't remember, but it was really good. Well, everything was really good there. Yeah. Well, not everything. It was I'm like a gonna... short rib something. It was like a short rib uh, glazed something. Yeah, I don't know. Was, like a short was... rib on like a polenta, yeah. something like that. It yeah. was awful good. Yep. Awful good. All right. What else we got? Uh, the Falls Pizza in Chicopee. Never, Never been there. It. Never had it. Uh, there's uh, Leone's Restaurant in Springfield. You know what? Good. I'm glad Leone's gets, uh, gets on the list. That's a solid place. Yeah. Never had a problem with Leone's. You ever have that... That, uh, that 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 crusted tenderloin with the gorgonzola sauce all over it? No, I've uh, only eaten the Italian meal. Though. Oh, my God. It's so good. I you, just, That's like the kind of sauce you just wish you could get into a big frosty mug and just you know, guzzle it down like a beverage. For Italian, I'm, I'm much of a uh, chicken parm or eggplant parm kind of person. You can probably get that there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's But that's awful. That's awful good, too. Massey's American Bistro in Chicopee. Mm-hmm. That's a solid choice. Certainly not exactly what I would call a hidden gem. It's right there on a major road. Right. Can't miss it. Um, Max's Tavern, a hidden gem, according to, to Mass Live readers. Listen, I, there's nothing bad to say about Max's Tavern. No, the food's I, good. But when you're categorizing something as a, quote, hidden gem, it's not really a hidden gem. It's actually a very popular steakhouse that uh, many people go to each and every day. Uh, Miss Saigon in Amherst. I've never been there. Never no, been to that I've one. heard that's that's really good, though. Nadim's in Springfield. Okay. Wonderful place. Yep. Go there a lot. Love Nadim's. Uh, Red Rose in Springfield. That's, boy, you'd never find that place. <laughs> again. <laughs> a, not a hidden know, gem. Again, nothing against Red Rose, but a, not the hidden gem category. Well, I mean, you and I think of a hidden gem. We're thinking about a place that's like tucked away. You kind of have to look a little bit well, you know, hard to find it. I have a few of those in mind. Okay. What do you got? Santiago's in Westfield. I just went there. Uh, it, the place has been open for years. It's a family-run business. Right. Um, they used to have live music there on the weekends, but something – the owner's daughter was telling me something about what happened. There was a medical issue, and the person who does the live music doesn't do it anymore. But – the food is all home-cooked uh, Latino food. It's delicious. It's mm-hmm. got the rice and beans, the pork, and oh, yeah. I had a deep-fried pork chop. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. But there's something about the taste. When you when you taste authentic food, I'm not talking about, you know, uh, the, the margaritas and the, and the fajitas at Applebee's. Right. When you taste authentic food that has been prepared fresh, that's the kind of place Santiago's is. It's like you can tell, like you're. It feels like you're in somebody's kitchen, like uh, somebody's family kitchen. It's 
good. That's the way it should be. All right. That's the way it should be. Uh, also on this list, uh, Tavern on the Hill in East Hampton. I haven't been there in a few years, yeah. but I remember it being good when I was there. Uh, the Shortstop Bar and Grill in Westfield. Another great place to do, too. Not that we're being paid to say that, no. but I'm just saying it, it is a it is a good place. Saray 2 in Springfield. I keep <laughs> meaning to go there. I would really like to go there. Saray 2. Where is that? Uh, Allen Street. By, you crossed, uh, not far... It's it's near the like the uh, the Gold Trader down the street from the McDonald's as oh, you're heading okay. towards as you're heading towards Forest Park. Gotcha. There's that. Uh, Turkish also, food. Yeah, Wolfie's Family Restaurant in Deerfield. Now that's kind of a hidden gem. I mean, you know, yeah. to, to me, that's kind of like a. You know, I would put that on on the list. Yeah, it's also when you don't want to spend uh, three thousand dollars at uh, Chandler's at the Yankee uh, Candle Restaurant. Actually, do they even is that even. I don't, there anymore? I don't, I don't know. even know if it's there. <laughs> There's got to be something there. It's been so long yeah. since I've gone to Yankee Candle because yeah. I kind of had that kind of out of my system for a while. No yeah. offense to Yankee Candle, but uh, I haven't been to Chandler's in 20 years maybe. Yeah, it's well, it's probably been about, I think my friend got married there back ah, in 2007, yeah. and that was about the last time I was in Chandler's. You know what, what place I would put as a, as a hidden gem what? in Springfield? Uh, Fosa Gone. Fantastic. That is a great place. Oh, yeah, yeah. You ever been there? Fosaigon, yeah, I've been there many times. I love that place. Yeah, I actually went there with uh, my sister brought up her uh, friend who was from Vietnam Mm -hmm. and kind of guided us through, you know, some of the, because you don't know, I mean, like, I don't know what I'm ordering. You know, there's, there might be a little bit of a description on the menu, but at least somebody who was there to kind of walk you through it was kind of neat. Just get the soup. Just get the soup. It's all you need. Oh no! So I like fantastic! The, I like the spring rolls. And spring the, uh, rolls yeah, are good. The yeah. shaking beef is fantastic, but but all that soup, the yeah. beef noodle soup. Oh my god! Good stuff. <laughs> oh boy! I'm surprised the uh, Collins Tavern is not on the list here. You know what? You're you're damn right. That yeah. should be there. That's West Springfield's best kept secret. <laughs> Everyone kind of knows. Yeah. About yeah. Collins. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of other places that are that should be on this list that are not. Yeah, no, I totally yeah. agree. Absolutely. It's uh, 822 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's 825 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. What happened there? Uh, I was reading something, and I just kind of uh, lost track of time. Let your mind wander. Hey, uh, join me at uh, the Halloween celebration at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill in Chickabee Saturday, October 29th. Stock the night away from 9 to 11 as the Rumble Seat hosts a costume contest with prizes for Sexiest, best coupler group, funniest, most original, scariest, a $250 cash prize for the best overall costume. Come in costume. There's no cover. There's no questions. Actually, I actually have quite a lot of questions uh, when you arrive. Halloween celebration, Saturday, October 29th at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill on Springfield Street in Chicopee with me and the road crew from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. What is that the, that angle we're taking on that? Is that like... Uh... You can show up and be whoever you want. and uh... Yeah, no, you're not going to be turned away at the door because you look like a jerk. Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like some people will show up and it's like a horribly offensive costume. Yeah. We're not going to tell you that you can't participate in the costume contest, but we can tell you that the judges, of which I am not one, will be judging you harshly. Oh, really? Yeah. And by the way, I just want to point out, I'm not one of the judges. Some of these people take themselves way too seriously in these things, mm-hmm. you know, and they think, well, I spent hours on this costume. All right, but that guy over there spent more money on his costume. Yeah. That's you know, a better costume. Uh, I got a lot of guff 
from that one about 12 years ago that I did where the guy, the one guy who won uh, created an entire, he was a Lego man. He looked exactly like a Lego man, and the guy was an engineer Mm -hmm. and designed this whole costume. He looked, uh, you know, and then uh, I didn't realize what this other guy's costume was. He had made that too, but it was a it was a predator costume, mm-hmm. it was a, some kind of thing from Predator or whatever. And he yeah. did this whole thing, and he was mad that you know because he felt he put a lot more effort into it than this Lego guy did. But I've done it. A, I've done these things a couple of times when um, there will be a, a contestant who uh, who wins a prize, mm-hmm. which is not the grand prize, who gets all bent out of shape because oh that guy wins every year. Well, because that guy keeps. Getting himself into the best costumes every year. Yeah, you got to up wins. the game a little bit. He wins because he has earned it. And by the way, I'm not a judge, so don't be yelling at me. Who are the judges? Uh, top men and women. Who? Top men and women. All right. I'll which take your I word for it. Am not a part of that group. I'm just, I'm merely you're, the host. You're That's the it. bottom men. I don't listen. I, I don't want to get involved in the personal aspects of this. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that don't. Yeah, you're, if, if, if you're if you're disgruntled in any way by the results of the uh, of the voting, yeah, don't blame me. You're more of a bottom. I don't know that to be true. Uh, <clears> I don't know. That's not what I heard. It's a uh, oh look at the time. It's eight twenty eight. News is next. Rock one hundred two. Here's your West eight thirty one. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police are searching for a suspect after a stolen vehicle that was reported to have several firearms inside was found in Palmer on Tuesday. According to state police spokesperson David Procopio, around 9.30 a.m., state police were called to an apartment building on Gay Street after Palmer officers located a 2014 stolen uh, black Chevrolet Silverado pickup truck. The truck was reported stolen out of Whittingham, Vermont, overnight around 2.30 a.m. It was reported to have multiple firearms, body armor, and armor-piercing ammunition in the vehicle at the time it was stolen. Every vehicle in Whittingham, Vermont, has the same stuff inside of it. Is it? Yep. Bullet, uh, you know, armor-piercing bullets, guns, uh, a lot of Trump uh, you know, stickers. You got your muzzle of firearms, body armor, armor-piercing ammunition. And this one's for shooting down police helicopters. I don't need that yet. Police Chief, uh, Palmer Police Chief Christopher Burns said that around 8.38 a.m. on Tuesday morning, Springfield police found the vehicle and attempted to chase after it, but the truck got away. The vehicle was tracked to Palmer uh, area through the truck's onboard vehicle tracking system. No one was in the vehicle at the time it was found. Palmer and state police created a perimeter around the apartment building and closed off Gay Street and River Street for several hours. State police determined the firearms were no longer in the vehicle, and Palmer police said the suspect was not in the apartment building. Uh, Police were also given consent to search a nearby home, and the suspect was not found. That's got to be, you know, you're in the area. You live in the area, Mm -hmm. and the police are pounding on your door. We're coming through. We have this warrant. That's like one of those, like, you know, like, I don't know, situational awareness things. Like, you're just not expecting that to happen. No, but, again, when you got all that stuff on you, you know, you got you to gotta have to wonder, how long is it going to take before they find me? Uh, by the way, the police are now on the scene of that accident on I-91 uh, northbound. That's just before exit three. Traffic is backed up, so, uh, you know. Try to avoid that area if you can. Good thing that's not a majorly traveled thoroughfare. Yeah, no one travels that road anymore. You know, it's uh, it's just a, it's like the back road to get to Agawam. 
91. Yeah. Uh, in partnership with Springfield Public Schools, MGM Springfield has adopted the South End Middle School for the school year. This is part of a new annual initiative to help meet the needs of Springfield Public Schools, students, teachers, and staff, including volunteering and sponsoring donations throughout the school year. They plan to host a kickoff event to feature uh, cooking demonstrations with MGM Springfield's executive chef. He'll be teaching students about healthy eating and kitchen safety, as well as how to create an easy and enjoyable mid-morning snack. Right after your slot machine session. (laughs) (laughs) After you've lost your shirt, you're going to feel a whole lot better with a belly full of... Full of grub. I can see some kid going up to like an MGM executive going, Hey, you said there was chips here. Well, there are chips. Not the kind you would eat in your tummy, though. You <laughs> don't know if you'd even want to put them in your mouth. This is what, what dad steals out of your piggy bank when he needs to come and pay the mortgage for the month. Remember that so-called college fund you were led to believe your parents had for you? Yeah. Well, we got it, and here's our executive <laughs> chef to show you how to make fun snacks at home. <sighs> ah, they're just jokes. They're, ju- they're just jokes. Uh, City Councilor in Springfield, LeVar Click Bruce, is uh, looking to ad- address the uh, issue of abandoned properties within the city. LeVar Click Bruce. Yes. I like that name. Bruce? No. L- the LeVar. whole thing. LeVar Click Bruce. I do like that. Yeah. I don't know uh, LeVar. I'd, li- I'd love to love to meet him sometime. We should get him on the show. We should. Uh, 22 News uh, spoke with Click Bruce, who was calling on the city to form a study committee to examine what he calls blighted properties and their impact on Springfield neighborhoods. Click Bruce said uh, the uh, city must use innovative strategies to address this longstanding issues. Adding an abandoned house can change the entire character of a street and prevent residents from investing in their own properties. One of the uh, things that I've seen while I was canvassing the city of Springfield was some blighted properties in the uh, in the city, and it clicked. Hey, we need to clean up these properties. Did he say it clicked? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. What that means are uh, board, uh, boarded up properties or properties that have extreme grass grown. Working in the mayor's office, I used to get a lot of phone calls, said city councilor Click Bruce. You know he's he's actually uh, he, he's actually right. I mean, it, it, well, the, yeah. the problem with a lot of properties. You know, on one hand, if you have a owner-occupied property, you know, there may be people that might not be able to take care of their lawn. You know, they may be infirmed or bedridden. You don't know. But in a lot of cases where you have a, a, a leasing situation, a lot of these blighted properties, the landlords are not accessible. No one really knows how to get a hold of these guys. So the property just, you know, falls into, into great disrepair and it damages the, uh, the the property values of everybody in that neighborhood. You know what? It's not just we don't know how to get a hold of these guys, but these banks, these banks who have taken over these these homes and properties as in a eviction thing. There's, and, there's that, too. But the bank, but there's more properties out there owned these blighted properties owned by banks that don't like they don't get. Penalized well, they're for not, having, in, but they're not in the business of being a a landlord. It doesn't banks. make a difference. You now own the property. That property is now your responsibility. That was the whole term setup deal when you gave the mortgage to the person. Then the person couldn't pay the mortgage. The term of the mortgage was, "Hey, we get to take that." Yeah, house but a bank, back. but a bank will say, "Listen, okay, we've foreclosed on this property with the idea of it being we're going to sell it to somebody else." Well, sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. 
But I don't think a bank is sitting there saying, "Boy, we really need to, uh, we really need to mow this lawn, no. or we need to replace all these windows." But but the bank should be responsible for at least keeping a, a well kept property. You don't have to, you know, put out mums at, at you know fall time and and, and corn stalks. Well, that and would help though. It would, you know, it really brings the property right, together. Right out of the Better Homes and Gardens magazine. But well, curb it, appeal. That's really but, that's really what a blighted property lacks. But there there should be some responsibility on those companies to, uh, you know, or or have the property seized. Well, I think you, that's what Lavar is saying. Is yeah. like, you know, th- there's got to be some level of responsibility or accountability for these properties because it does negatively affect everybody around you. You know, especially if you're talking about you know certain neighborhoods that are that are primarily residential and homeowners, you know, are trying to make the most of their properties. Increase the values of those properties. And, you know, right now you're in a situation where, you know, home sales are going down. Interest rates are going up. You know, people are, are you know not selling their houses in the same speed they were, say, like 12 months ago. You know, like the whole housing markets are, are, are changing now. Uh, I, again, though, I think there should be more accountability for these uh, these people who own these these properties because that's going to be the turning point to, to turn these places around. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't solve every problem in here in this show. That's for damn sure. No, I wish we could. In West Springfield, residents have been dealing with car break-ins and vandalism. The most recent case involves suspects breaking car windows with a BB gun. On Pocketuck Road, residents reported break-ins to their vehicles. One resident on the street reported that a drive-by shooting with a BB gun destroyed her car windows. West Springfield police told Western Mass News that the description of the vehicle in the two cases are is similar. Uh, West Springfield Police Sergeant Joe LaFrance said that people in West Springfield and Agawam are reporting a light-colored SUV connected to the break-in and vandalism cases. It does not. It does appear to be the same vehicle involved in the Agawam car break. Same vehicle profile, but there is nothing breaking right now hmm. as far as uh, that case is concerned. The surveillance video was sent to Western Mass News. Uh, the first one is from Mitnig Park in West Springfield, where 15 cars were broken into a week and a half ago. Now in the surveillance video in Agawam, you can see what appears to be the same vehicle at the scene with a suspect breaking into cars. Western Mass News mapped out all three crimes in the area with similar vehicle descriptions and noticed that each of the crimes is, is, is within 10 minutes of each other. Whoa! That was the proudest day for that intern. <laughs> hey, do you see where this one happened and this one happened? It's only 10 minutes away from that location. Did he uh, did he plot out the map using like uh, like you know push pins and string to show that everything is within a certain radius? Yeah, it's uh, it's called the uh, the crime triangle. Yes, Agawam, West Springfield, and Springfield. These are all clues. It may lead to a pattern. Oh, I like clues. Yeah, right. You got uh, Steve and his uh, blue dog figuring it all out. Actually, my dog would go with the trash can. He'd give up. Your dog would give up, yes. Well, I mean, that's, that's just the kind of dog he is. He just he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to participate in any of my hijinks. Hey, what what are you doing? West? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. That's ten minutes away from each other. If I gave my dog a bunch of clues, like three of them, to solve some sort of mystery, some sort of crime, he'd never figure it out. Yeah, I, I probably not. Yeah, even if he got a letter in the mail, and uh, I sang a song to him. 
You said, what song did you sing? We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter, and it's written to my dog. Hey, you should uh, you should put that down. Write that down. Yeah, that could be a hit. That's I don't I don't think so. Uh, did you hit snooze on your alarm this morning? I never hit snooze on my alarm. Really? I don't. I the alarm goes off and I'm up. A recent poll found that we're most likely to do it on a Wednesday, and a new uh, study says it might not be as bad for you as some people think. The general thought is that you're better off setting your alarm for nine minutes later and not hitting snooze at all. Uh, that way, your sleep doesn't get interrupted. Well, no, that just means I'm going to sleep nine minutes later, and then I'm going to hit the snooze button again. Yeah. Uh, but researchers at uh, Notre Dame, is it Notre Dame or Notre Dame? It's Notre Dame. The GPS pronounces it Notre Dame. Street. Well, your GPS is an idiot. Anyway, they found it might not make a huge difference either way, so if that's how you like to wake up, don't worry about it too much, and you're not alone. 57% of people in the study were habitual snoozers. Uh, now the bad news. They basically found that using an alarm at all isn't great. Ideally, you should be going to bed earlier so your body wakes up naturally. Yeah, I don't. I just, I see. I would have to go to bed at like four o'clock in the afternoon to get a full night's sleep. That's not possible. No, of course it's not possible. Like you can't live that way. So, but I, when my alarm goes off, I leap out of bed with a great deal of enthusiasm because I know I get to go to, to this radio station and spend four and a half hours talking to my buddy Steve Nagel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah about that. And mm-hmm. uh, and then there are other lies I tell throughout the day too. They, uh, yeah, thank you. They uh, found that uh, people who do use an alarm tend to be more sleep-deprived in general, which isn't shocking. Here's how they summed it up. Quote, waking to one alarm or hitting the snooze button and waking to two or three alarms doesn't make much of a difference. If you need an alarm because you're sleep-deprived, that is the issue. Mm. All right. <clears throat> I guess so. Well, obviously we're sleep-deprived. We've got the worst schedule in the world, but... You know, somebody's waking up right now to us. Like, the alarm has just come on. It's the radio. Yeah. And they're listening to us talk about, uh, like, a like, a, like this snoozing sleep thing. Yeah. Well, this is, if this is you, roll over, hit the snooze. We'll be done in a few minutes. Yeah, imagine you went out on a bender last night, and you're waking up, and you're like, whoa, man, they're talking about the very thing I'm doing right now. <laughs> You are freaking some people out. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be nice and sunny with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 56. It is 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Now is the time to refinance. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 851, and Van Halen with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be nice today, sunny and a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 56. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool underway at rock102.com. As you know, it's your call football. Weekly winners get a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hamden. Pizza the way you like it, and the overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. Check the stats or go with your gut and play Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool from Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. There you go. There you have it. Uh, tomorrow on the show, it's a Thunderbird Thursday, so we'll have uh, some tickets to give away. A uh, pretty good uh, prize pack for an upcoming uh, uh, Thunderbird home game. Also, Scott Zolak will be uh, on the phone this after 8 o'clock talking about uh, Patriot football, and there's lots to talk about.
Yes, and I will rip and read other people's sports analyses and uh, read them back to Scott, and he'll think they're my own. I don't know why you got to peel the uh, the curtain back and uh, and show the wizard off when all you have to do is just you know state this that these are your own opinions, and no one needs to know. I guess not. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I mean, you could fake it as much as anybody else. Um, a blind Arizona woman is making a rare but monumental achievement: piloting a plane. Kaya Armstrong spent months preparing for the journey of a lifetime as a student at the Foundation for Blind Children in Phoenix. Uh, I've had to go through extensive ground school and in-flight training just to figure out all the ins and outs of the details. Uh, On October 7th, she took off from Mesa's Falcon Field Airport and a small Cessna aircraft. They were able to get me a poster of the inside and exact replica, she said. I was able to braille it all home, so I put it up on the wall or on the table, and I just sit in front of it and practice for hours. This is actually pretty cool. Yeah. You know, other than the uh, the gift of sight, there's nothing a blind person couldn't uh, do that uh, someone who has uh, their vision. No, but you, you do know. Do anything they set their mind to. Because I think the knee-jerk reaction would be like, well, how the hell are you going to see? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, I remember flying one time on a, on a Southwest uh, flight back from Florida. Yeah. And it was like foggy and windy and rainy and all this other stuff. And you're looking out the window and we're landing in like evening time. And right. they turn the they turn the floodlights on on the airplane. Uh, you can't see anything. And I said to the guy, I said to the pilot, I'm like, how do you even see? And he goes, we don't. And see, I'm that's like, the that's the thing. It's like if you were if you ever say like you're on a domestic flight, right? Yeah. And uh, you're flying into the clouds. Yeah. There is nothing to see. No, it's uh, it's either visual flight rules or it's uh, what in what, I don't remember. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's like you've you got all this machinery, all this navigation yeah. equipment. Plus, you got some, you know, air traffic controller, pretty much telling you, yeah, how uh, how to fly the thing. Yeah, you know, like yeah. if uh, if you're you know in somebody else's flight path or whatever. Yeah, I mean you're all covered. Well, there was like an airplane where he was playing the Atari basketball game. He's up, he's down, he's all over the place. Exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Let me yeah. let me tell you something. <laughs> a blind person probably couldn't have gotten through Macho Grande that day. Yeah. Uh, I'll never get over Macho Grande. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Uh, what, what, what was the IFR? What, instrumental flight uh, rules. Okay. It's visual flight rules and instrumental plays. The instruments are the ones that are telling you how to get there. Because, again, with fog and all that other stuff, uh, you're not going to be able to see your way through. So you need to pay attention and learn how to use those machines. Yeah. And if a machine can tell a blind person, hey, down, up, down, you know. <laughs> Press this button. No, not that one. I was just watching this Larry David thing of him on Letterman talking about how he was an act- he was actually a chauffeur back in his day. Yeah, uh, for a blind woman, <clears throat> and then uh, she'd be like, "Is the car clean?" Well, yeah, yeah. He's a car's a filthy mess all over here. <laughs> She's blind; she can't tell the difference. Are you wearing your suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wearing his <laughs> army jacket, his boots. She can't tell the difference. No, of course not. But uh, no, hey, good for this lady. She, uh, the twenty-one-year-old woman, uh, lost her sight when she was fourteen. She went out for a bike ride. And had to come back early because her vision got blurry, and they found out the next day from doctors she had some autoimmune disease. Really? And she's uh, lost her sight uh, completely and will never get it back. That's terrible. Yeah, but good for her for uh, taking uh, taking lemons and turned it into lemonade. Yeah, yeah. Listen, there's no reason you have to uh, 
you know, you 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 can't live a, li- a productive life just because something bad happens to you. Happens all the time. You'll be got to live your life. Yeah, uh, Spirit Airlines is looking to hire you. <laughs> they turn a blind eye to everything that goes on on that airline. <laughs> And a lot of people can't see themselves on that flight. That's right. (laughs) It's 8.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 9.12 and Bruce Springsteen at Rock 102. Uh, It is going to be a sunny and nice day today. High of 55. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 56. 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, yesterday you played... uh, some audio of the brand new Bruce Springsteen. He was doing, uh, what was the song from like, uh, was it the Commodores or Cool and the Gang or yeah, something was, like that? It was uh, Night Shift. He was doing Night, yeah. uh, Night. is it called Night Shift or was that the movie it was from? Uh, no, it's called Night Shift. So it was the, from the movie. Yeah. Right? Okay. Anyway, uh, that was terrible. But, you know, a song like that, the, you know, the ones that we've heard a thousand times. Yeah. So much better. So much better. He's kind of out of his, he's out of his pocket. Right now, yeah, I pooped out a new song. Yeah, pooped out a new song. I'm yeah. charging four grand for a ticket to my show. Because <laughs> you know, some idiot's gonna pay that money for it. Yeah, I went to go. I was looking at. Uh, I, I really want to go see Billy Joel again. I really want to see a, a, yeah. a show. I, I the last concert I saw was like '98, '99. He did the thing with Elton John, right? And uh, he he puts on a great show. And I'm looking at tickets from Madison Square Garden, $746 for, like, the floor seats and then, like, anywhere around the uh, the rest of the, uh, like, the, like if you're even on the le- next level up, 300 yeah. bucks a piece. You know, for, for, for that kind of money, Billy Joel should come to your house and shampoo your carpets. For that kind of money, uh, I could do it a lot cheaper by buying a Billy Joel DVD of the Millennium Concert. Right. And getting and, a big screen TV. And, and playing, playing it excessively loud. In my living room. Yes, I agree. Um, so I, the, the ticket prices for these concerts are absolutely ridiculous. It's It's gotten to the point now where no one can afford to go to a concert. I mean, if you're charging... I mean, granted, floor seats, you know they're going to be more expensive than if you're sitting in the nosebleed in the back row. But $4,000 for a concert of any kind is too much. I I paid 100 bucks to sit in the nosebleed seats at Hall & Oates. $100. Yeah. To sit in the way back. And despite the fact it's been that price for the last 15 years, it's still an outrageous cost for a concert ticket. What about this pack of gum? 59 cents? That's, That's outrageous. outrageous. Seven hundred dollars to see Hall yeah. Notes when the sound is bad. That's, That's outrageous. outrageous. <laughs> it's Max and Nagel on Rock One O 